Navigating the complexities of hair growth and loss can be both concerning and deeply personal. So what steps should you take? Millions are affected by hair and scalp changes every day. In a society where our appearance can make or break even one day, where should you turn for informative, honest, science-based information? Kimberly Vaughn's goal for this podcast is to offer informative content with the help of subject matter experts, along with individuals just like you. Hi, thanks for joining us today. You're in for a true surprise and also an amazing episode. So as you know, we're updating some of our content. And the most important thing is, is I want you to understand these shows are for you. They're about you. And more importantly, they're talking about restoring the roots of your hair and your confidence. And we hope to do that every episode at a time. And we really want to make sure that you're involved. So we're going to kick it off today with our first topic starting hormones and hormone imbalance and how that affects specifically women, right? And what happens as we age and how does all of this impact our hair? And so as I said, you're in for a great surprise. We have a wonderful guest. We're with Dr. Ellington today, and she is the founding partner of the women's group of Franklin, located in Tennessee. She's been in the industry and running her clinic since 1996. She graduated with honors at Vanderbilt and then moved on to her residency in the best state in the world, Kentucky right? Go Cats. Woo-woo. Uh, so, you know, I bleed blue only during basketball season. <laughs> but so without further ado, thank you so much for being here. And uh, you obviously have a lot of experience in hormones. So tell us about that. Well, hormones, as women very much know, kind of run their lives from puberty through menopause. So my job as an OBGYN is to help them navigate those waters and get through those different stages when their hormones have what I call hormonal hiccups or imbalances, whether it just be a short-term thing or something that's more longstanding like the lifelong change in menopause. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. And we know because there's so many effects on the hair and our scalp and our bodies, right? I mean, our cells. So at the end of the day, that still is our hair, skin, and our nails. But it changes throughout the entire course of our lives as women. I mean, when we first start and become into female womanhood, right? And then all the way until we are aging. The progression that you see across those areas must come with differing symptoms, right? So tell us about those. Start us when we first start with the lovely uncle, as I used to call it. You know, my monthly uncle is arriving. Everyone calls it something different, I'm sure. But how do those hormones get us all riled up? Well, hormones are extremely complex, and to be honest, we still don't understand everything about them. But when uh, whatever magically turns on puberty happens, your hormones start going in different cycles. And it's not usually just the presence or absence of the 
hormone. It's how do they relate to each other and how do the cycles go that can influence what effect they have on your body. So we have people that start into puberty and their periods are normal right away. And then we have other people that their periods are just, they never know when they're coming. But along with those things, sometimes come other hormonal imbalances, such as polycystic ovarian syndrome. People have difficulty with that. Sometimes it's just complete chaos and they need help and we help regulate that. Right. Oh, and and that's so important. I mean, all the way from, as you said, you know, from early stages through womanhood, through being pregnant to then post-pregnancy. And sadly, we see hair loss in our clinic from aging from 12, 13 years old. We have a, a new client this week who's 89. And now certainly maybe her hormones aren't impacting her hair loss as much as some other factors in her body, but it's just really crazy how this all happens to us. For the listener's sake, what are symptoms that we as women can kind of either write down or take a mental inventory of to know that, okay, if these five things happen, maybe there is an imbalance or three things or four things. I don't know. So from an OBGYN perspective, of course, the period is the big marker of how balanced are your female hormones. Mm -hmm. But sometimes there's other things going on, even if the female balance hormones are balanced. Of course, hair is one of them. Excessive hair growth, not enough hair growth, hair falling out. Um, and then there's other metabolic things like digestion can speed up or slow down or just many other effects on the body. Sure. And when we're starting to see these symptoms and experience these, what do we do? I mean, what should our, our listeners and our audience kind of go in the direction of? Is it having more blood work? Is it seeing a specialty type of a gynecologist or an OB? What Help us understand what we should do next. Number one, really track your symptoms. Sometimes it's hard retrospectively to know really what was going on. So as soon as you think something may be going on, start tracking the symptoms. Keep a calendar. There's apps for that. And then do seek out some professional help. You know, in the case of OBGYN, usually they'll start with their periods, but then we'll discover upon talking to them, many other things are out of balance. Very often, yes, blood work is helpful to dig deeper and see, well, what exactly is out of balance here? And that helps us to decide how do we get it back into balance? Well, and I know just from, you know, sitting on the hair loss side, we talk to so many women that come in that will say, oh, you know, my gynecologist doesn't want to run labs because the labs aren't going to be accurate depending upon my cycle. Then we'll have others that will say, oh, no, it's just part of growing up or it's part of growing old. You can't win. I mean, you're either growing up or you're getting flipping old, you know? <laughs> so I think that's the other issue is that if that is the case and we've been with our gynecologist or for a long time, you know, it's hard. We trust you guys. <laughs> and so to have someone come back and say, oh, you know, it's just this when that really isn't the answer that we're looking for. Yes. What do we do? Well, 
be an advocate for yourself. Speak up, say, I'd really like you to check these things. Make sure you get a good explanation from your healthcare provider of why they think you should have certain tests or why they think you shouldn't have certain tests. Mm -hmm. And just keep asking the questions so you get your answers. Well, and I know the great thing with some of the clients that we've had the ability and the privilege to refer over to the members of your clinic. I mean, you have how many practitioners now with you? We have seven physicians and five nurse practitioners. And when I know we send very differing cases to you, and I know that a lot of your practitioners really focus in different areas, which is nice, right? I mean, we think of Western medicine and we think of everything being in a box, right? So it's black or white in a box, but it really seems like your group sets out on a different path and really listens and tries to understand what's going on. Yes. We do our best to individualize treatment and individualize to what the client needs or patient needs and try to find a solution that not only makes sense scientifically, but is affordable, something that they can actually stick with. That's right. Yes. Boy, that's a whole other issue, right? Is that what's happening with healthcare systems, good, bad, and indifferent. I mean, but we're all in different seasons of our life on on how we're being insured or not insured. So that is definitely complex. So then let's see. You know, we've, I, I'm old school, so I always have to bring my notes to keep us on track. But a couple of the things that we've talked about, you know, at the end, you've given some great information, but Treatment-wise, so if our hormones are out of balance, and let's just say that that's proven either through labs or because we've been documenting our symptoms and our symptoms are reoccurring and persistent, what types of treatments are there on the market, certainly that can be prescribed or either that are natural treatments as well? Yes. In the premenopausal era, very often rely on birth control pills because what they do is actually shut down your own hormones, say, shut up, we got this, we're going to take over. And then we give you the hormones back in a way that actually balances things out better. And I wish I had some sort of test I could do to say, here's going to be the perfect match for patient A and another different match for patient B. But honestly, some of that is trial and error. Other medications we would use would be thyroid medications. We also have medications that can suppress excessive testosterone production if that's messing with their excessive hair growth on Mm -hmm. their face or less hair growth on their head. Naturally, there are some supplements out there, but the, the best thing is to have a good overall vitamin balance and, you know, a healthy lifestyle and being at the ideal weight. Right. Yes, yes. Well, and those are, that's, I, you know, really in a nutshell where we start trying to understand when clients come to us from our limited scope, you know, of just focusing on the hair and the scalp is trying to understand what is going on in someone's body from thyroid to hormone to metabolic state. How is their weight? How is their stress? You know, and all of those 
factors that we deal with and live in every day affect certainly what's going on with our hair, skin, and our nails. And many times our hair is what we see first, right? I mean, it's easy to cover up your nails. It's easy to buy more expensive skincare. But we can't always cover and hide our hair loss or our excessive hair growth. And, you know, you touched on this in the early in our discussion about PCOS and It's such a challenging situation for women, and I don't think some women realize that that could be a diagnosis because sometimes I think they feel that, oh, they're just getting older, so I'm getting a little hair on my chin, or it seems to be getting worse. Well, there's probably a reason for that, right? Yes. I know. So it's great that you all really focus in on on that area. It really is helpful. So- Closing out today, you've given us so many great tips and the listeners some really good ways to focus and to try to advocate for yourself, as you mentioned, and really step up, you know, and and be the voice for you. And if you don't feel good and it's not working, say something, right? The old see something, say something. Now it's feel something, say something. (laughs) But as, as closing, what is there for women to do that are starting to notice this hair loss at different phases, whether it is post-pregnancy, right? We don't hear about that or we don't talk about that as much in the public as we should, going into menopause and then the imbalance and, and the hormones there. And then as the hormones start to, I use the term dry up, and that's probably the wrong word, but just seem to go away, right? You know, all of the those three phases, we see hair loss across that entire spectrum. Is there anything that you recommend outside of that listening to your body and, and really being an advocate for yourself that someone should start doing and take action today on? Well, when it comes to hair growth, especially just being in a good vitamin balance. So most people in this day and age don't get the natural vitamins they need. Mm -hmm. So I always say start with a multivitamin. Just make sure you cover up most of the vitamins and then Again, see your healthcare provider, see if there's any other things that need to be checked, like your thyroid or other hormones, to make sure you're not just kind of what I call treading water and not really going to get anywhere. You're just kind of keeping your keep yourself from getting worse, possibly, um, but to really improve things and make sure we get to the root of the problem so it doesn't continue to progress. Again, seeking that medical advice and trying to get to the core of the problem. Oh, great advice. Thank you so much. So I hope you've learned a few things today. We've had the opportunity to listen from an expert and hear all about Dr. Ellington's practice and how that her and her team are able to really make a difference in the lives of many women that are experiencing hormonal imbalance, but also the dreadly hair loss, which is where we come in. So thanks so much. We really appreciate it. And don't forget, we love to hear from you. Make it a great day and a good hair day. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. We hope you've gained valuable insights into the world of hair care and restoration. If you found this episode enlightening, don't forget to drop us a review over on Apple Podcasts. If you're eager to delve deeper into how HPI Hair Partners can cater to your hair needs, why wait? Connect with us today at hpihairpartners.com and make sure you never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button. 
Tune in every week for fresh and enlightening updates. Until then, here's to healthier hair and boosted confidence.